0: the Benefits Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us. With each episode, we'll be speaking with business owners, thought leaders, and top performers. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information as it relates to employee benefits, Canadian healthcare, and running a business. Now, we should say up front that the views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those shared by the Benefits Corner, nor its host. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Today's show is brought to you by ARIA Benefits, modern advisors backed by experience and technology. Now here's your host, Robin Bailey.
1: Everyone, welcome back to the Benefits Corner Podcast. Hope you're all having a great day. So I wanted to start today's show by saying I go to a lot of meetings. You know, the benefits industry is moving so quickly. So an advisor like myself uh, really needs to keep on top of what's going on for your clients. So needless to say, I've seen a lot of people do presentations, but today's guest, his presentation really stuck with me for two reasons. The topic was really important, which we'll get to in a few minutes. But number two, I could tell he really cared about what he was talking about, and I don't think that's always the case. Sometimes it is just a job. So immediately following the presentation, I asked a colleague to introduce me to Ken Bowman, who is head of claims at RBNC Insurance. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thanks, Robin. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here. So, before we jump into the podcast, I'm just going to do a very quick bio, Ken. You've been in the business for over 20 years. You have claims leadership experience in uh, home, auto, life, living benefits, travel, and disability products. Ken has been a member of the RBC insurance team for 18 years. In his current role as head of claims, he is responsible for developing and leading the execution of strategies to drive better client outcomes for the individual and group life, disability and travel products. He is passionate about working with healthcare organizations and entrepreneurs to create innovative approaches to improve the lives of clients every day, especially when faced with serious medical conditions, which is what we're going to talk about today. So Ken, great to have you here. When we met a few weeks ago, you were on stage before I had actually met you. You did a great presentation and spoke with a lot of passion, which is why I want to talk to you. But I found it really interesting what RBC Insurance is, is, is doing out there because I think it is quite unique. Can you perhaps talk to me about how claims have traditionally been handled at RBC and perhaps the future of claims going forward? Absolutely. And, you know,
0: I think uh, while RBC is certainly doing what I consider some unique things in the industry, I think the industry overall, from a claims management perspective, has changed And uh, really, it's because the needs of our clients have changed. So once upon a time, it was simply around how do you make it easy to submit a claim, approve that claim quickly, and provide that income replacement. The value proposition of our product, I think, has to be much greater than that because what we found is through growing population, additional stressors in the world, we just find that that our healthcare system is becoming overburdened and our clients aren't recovering as quickly as they once were. So we need to move from that art of how do you effectively pay and manage claims to the science of how do you introduce innovation technology into helping clients recover faster.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a follow-up question on that. So why do this? I mean, I guess what I'm asking is why is this a priority in 2018? And perhaps you can outline some of you know What are the priorities?
0: Sure, glad
1: to do that. So I think,
0: frankly, it's, you know, why we want to do this is there is a huge opportunity for our clients to have a better outcome. And at RBC Insurance, uh, we have three simple priorities that we have everything we do circles back to one of three priorities for our operations teams. The first is about driving better outcomes for our clients. In our disability operation, that is all about how do we help our clients get back to work sooner. So through very targeted initiatives, how do we help them get back to work to minimize the time away from their employer or their practice? And how do we hopefully enable stronger sales through making a difference for those clients? Mm -hmm. The second would be around eliminating process friction. And while we will, just like any organization, look at, how do we improve the existing processes that we have today? In a world of Amazon Prime experiences where you can get any product almost next day, you can reach out to Alexa and information is at your fingertips. Maybe our existing processes, improving those, isn't what our advisors, employers, and our clients need. So we're looking to transform our experience by eliminating process friction. So instead of just improving processes that exist today, where do we have to make sure that we eliminate that process friction and do it the way that our advisors and clients want? And number three is really, and this is where we have, I think a lot of fun in our organization and where you probably felt that passion come out for me is just around how do we be a source of innovation? How do we do things differently? And how do we take advantage of concepts that are, you know, very popular right now, like big data, AI, robotics. Mm-hmm. How do we take advantage of that data that we have and be able to test some hypotheses and put some solutions into the market that can make a difference for our client? And programs like Onward and Medical Confidence are two examples of that.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's that's absolutely... I, I did hear that, that passion for some of the innovation and some of the things that are coming out with RBC. And I want to get to that. Before we do, I just want to stay on this, you know, this topic of, of innovation for a second. What caused the drive for innovation? I mean, in other words, you know, what problem or problems are you trying to solve for the client? Yeah, so
0: you know, it was a bit of a journey, and like any discovery, sometimes there there absolutely is a journey and a story behind it. And for us, what we initially saw was we saw that clients uh, with certain conditions in particular were struggling to recover as quickly as they had historically. And despite our organization providing our claims professionals with access to doctors that we'd have on the floor at any given day, nurses, we created best-in-class practices, we had mental health pathways, so for each type of condition, what you need to do and when you need to do it, we really didn't find much of a significant improvement. But what we did recognize through that experience is that the biggest challenges for our clients and for our claim professionals existed outside of our organization. And we needed to see what we can do to help our clients that were struggling in navigating the healthcare system. So there were three challenges in particular that we recognized that we wanted to tackle. The first was an increasing frequency and duration of mental nervous claims. And for that, that's where we looked at partnering with an innovative partner like best doctors to Mm -hmm. put our onward program in place. We also saw that a lot of our clients had increasing wait times to see a specialist to get that treatment or surgery that was required. And for that, we looked at partnering with medical confidence to help get quicker access to best qualified specialists. And thirdly, which is really where we're spending a lot of time uh, in 2018 is around chronic pain. So they're certainly, uh, both in Canada and the U.S. right now, it's a national epidemic around uh, the opioid crises. We find that a lot of our clients that do eventually get diagnosed with chronic pain typically don't get better. And so we see a, a huge opportunity to solve for both of those or help try to find opportunities to solve for both of those. And uh, what we've done in 2018 at this point is we were the first financial institution to Put a digital healthcare application partnering with Young Startup uh, Managing Life, and they have a Manage My Pain application okay. that uh, we're providing free of charge to our clients to help them on a daily basis manage their pain and take pain recordings that they then can take to their doctor whenever they uh, see them every 30 days.
1: Yeah, very, very cool. So I've got a, a bunch of thoughts jumping through my head. And, and as we started the podcast, you were you were talking about all these initiatives to get people back to work sooner. And although I think we all talk about, oh, Jesus, Monday morning, we got to go back to work. And we, we dream about that day we retire. But I think I think realistically, people do want to get back to work. So I think it's really important some of these initiatives, they're going to help employers and help employees get get back to work and what they should be doing. So Ken, you touched on Onward. Perhaps you can uh, tell
0: us a little more about that. Our Onward program, which is in partnership with Best Doctors, is an exclusive to RBC insurance program where we are looking to help our clients suffering from anxiety and depression. So we're trying to solve for a couple of things. The first is how do we get quick access to a psychologist and psychiatrist to make sure that we got the right diagnosis and treatment in place. When we did some baselining before we went out to Onward, we found that our clients had 180-day average wait time wow. to be able to see a psychologist or psychiatrist. That's and the provincial incredible. averages can be anywhere from 6 to 12 months. Wow. So, we partnered with Best Doctors to put in place a program that would allow us to provide our clients with access to a psychiatrist, psychologist, and occupational therapist. And we've been able to reduce that 180 days to 12 and 20 days to see a psychiatrist and psychologist.
1: That's really impressive. Now, Ken, what happens in this scenario? Because, you know, we've, you've either seen it through, through family or friends. There are times where people just can't get out of bed, I mean, and get out of the house, let alone, you know, get to get to see a psychologist, how do you guys address that situation? Yeah, so uh, the way that we do that and the key component of this program
0: is we want to solve for the barriers of time and geography, mm-hmm. because to your point, for a client suffering from anxiety and depression, just getting out of bed is sometimes an accomplishment, but opening that door, getting into your car, actually making it to an appointment to physically see a therapist can be a challenge and can be a barrier to recovery. So we have put in place, uh, with Best Doctors, a telehealth platform so that we have access to that psychiatrist, psychologist, and occupational therapist through that platform with our clients. We go right into their home, wherever they're comfortable, whether it's in bed or on the couch. And uh, we find that our Physicians are actually quite engaged because you learn a lot about the client as well in their home surroundings sure it makes sense But it also allows that client to be able to feel like I don't have to Leave my house to be able to be treated in fact our very first client under this program was treated by the head of psychiatry at Queen's University and uh, Happened to live in a small remote northern Ontario town so imagine the difference for that client instead of traveling two hours one way In winter and snowstorms to see uh, maybe see their psychologist on a regular basis Mm -hmm. whereas treatment can happen on a weekly basis now right into their home
1: so RBC is seeing tangible results out of this program already I would suspect yes okay very good yeah I think I think it's such an important topic and and for years there's such a stigma around mental health so I think having a resource where plan members can you know, because there may be times where you do feel all alone and, and there's no resources to reach out to. And I, and I think that's where people probably get into trouble, the, especially the longer it goes. So I think it's wonderful that, hey, if you can't make it to us, we're going to make it to you and, and provide some resources to help you out. So that's uh, that's very good. You also touched on medical confidence. So I'd like to maybe dive into that one a little bit uh, deeper. Perhaps you can fill us in on uh, how that program works.
0: Yeah, so our medical confidence offering is geared towards how do we get you quick access to a specialist that can give you both the assessment and treatment that you need in order to help you with your recovery. The goal here is we look at optimizing the healthcare system. So if you actually have an appointment within 60 days, we actually consider you're navigating the healthcare system quite effectively and efficiently, we would not offer this program, it's really If you have an appointment 60 days or greater, medical confidence feels and RBC has seen that we can actually get you access to a qualified specialist of your choice sooner than 60 days. So what the process looks like is once a client expresses that either they don't have access to a specialist, no appointment is pending, or it's quite a ways out. And for example, in Canada, the Fraser Institute um, has put out stats that if you need to see an orthopedic surgeon, it could be 38 weeks. Wow. Neurosurgeon, 47 weeks. So when you think about all of that wait time, what can we do to optimize the capacity in the healthcare system? And for our clients, their access way into the healthcare system is through their primary care practitioner, their family doctor. Yes. And so for that family doctor, you can only have so large of a network you may know one or two specialists in each condition. In Toronto here, there are some specialists that have up to the two-year wait, for example, for uh, neurosurgery. Incredible. So what we do is medical confidence, will do a medical intake to make sure that they understand what that condition is, what kind of specialist you really need, and then provide the CVs of two or three specialists in your area that you can take back to your family doctor and decide which one works best for you. So ultimately you still have choice, your family doctor still has choice, but we can actually say, Doctor A is available in 47 days, Doctor B 53, Doctor C in 64. Who works best for you? Once the family doctor and the client have selected who they'd like to work with, we set the referral up. Medical conference will actually do pre-coaching before that appointment, because I think we've all been there where you're going to see a specialist and your family and friends have a series of questions that you want to make sure that get asked. And when you go in there, you're now in information receiving mode and you're receiving a lot of information that you hadn't got to because you're seeing a specialist. That's right. And there's a whole new series of questions that come up in your mind and you leave that appointment and you go home and your family says, so what did they say about this? And you say, I forgot to ask that. Um, (laughs) That's always the way. And so what we want to do is to make sure that that doesn't happen. So prepare them like a job interview. But the other piece is is that we found that some of our clients will get referred to, let's say, an orthopedic surgeon, and they need some work on their knee. The orthopedic surgeon meets with them and says, Perfect, Ken. I can absolutely help you if you had a shoulder issue. I only work on shoulders, but I know somebody who works on knees.
1: (laughs) You're back in the cycle, right? So if you waited four months, now you're waiting four months again. When you brought up that example up, I think you said 38 Mm -hmm. weeks. What entered my mind, and I was was waiting to interject, was exactly what you just said so your your family physician uh sends you to a specialist you wait the 38 weeks you get there and that's exactly what happens oh i'm not the right type of specialist so that waiting period starts all over again so i like that onward right from that intake decide ah are you are you seeing the right person if not we're going to make sure we set that up for you and, and have those three choices so i think that's that's really important to avoid people suffering longer than they have to and the other piece that
0: we make sure that is covered under this program is all of the tests and diagnostics because we have had clients that have gone in and where are the X-rays? MRI. Okay, no problem. You don't have them? Go get them. Come see yeah. me again. This is all lost time, wasted capacity in our healthcare system. And so, how do we make sure that we set that appointment up for success? We make sure that we get all of the necessary diagnostics done so that that appointment can be successful. And then our occupational nurse will have a follow-up call to make sure that it was successful. And all of our medical confidence uh, specialists, there's about 12,000 in the network across Canada. So, the good news about this program is that it's available across Canada. It's on all of our products because I'm paying for it at a time of claim. It's not embedded into your product costs. And it's also not just an urban center. So we will have specialists across provinces. So you don't have to go to Toronto. You can go to Sudbury, you can go to North Bay. There's a specialist near you that can help you with this. And we've seen phenomenal outcomes. Uh, You know, one of the, the hypotheses with both Onward and Medical Confidence that we wanted to test was, If nothing else changes in the life cycle of a claim but we're able to move up the time that you see a specialist well recovery should improve by that much absolutely and that's what we've been able to see we've been able to see that in onward for example we have a a four to six month uh, reduction in duration for a client suffering from uh, anxiety and depression that's incredible and quite often why this happens is 87% 87% of those clients we actually changed the diagnosis on. And 87%? So this, wow. this speaks to why we need a program like this because when you have a primary care practitioner trying to diagnose very complex conditions, they may have been close but it wasn't the right condition, or in that seven to 10 minute consult, it's hard to really understand everything that's going on with the client And we may not be diagnosing everything correctly. And with medical confidence, what we found as well is we've saved the time to see a specialist has been reduced by 75 days, but the time to start treatment has been 235 days. Oh my gosh. And uh, interesting enough, our average duration matches that period of time in reduction as well that we're seeing. Incredible. And, you know, I think some of the, you know, a story that really brings to life the importance is. We had a client in January of last year that absolutely needed surgery. They would not have recovered without surgery and they were disabled from doing their job. They could not do okay. their job um, until they had the surgery. They were scheduled, when um, we spoke to them in January, it was a 12-month wait to see the surgeon. We offered medical confidence. We got them an appointment for March 7th. The surgery happened March 14th. Wow! They were back to work in April. So if you think about what would 2017 have looked like for that client, it would have been a year of waiting. Absolutely. As opposed to three months later, being able to go back to work. Because surgical intervention was all that's required. So I think what we've learned is medical confidence, a great opportunity is when the surgical intervention is required. That's where we see the highest
1: benefit to our clients. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally makes sense. So, last thing, because we we talked about it a little bit, but I want to I want to just maybe hear a little bit more from you on it, the pain management topic. Can you maybe talk to me about maybe the types and perhaps even the frequency of these claims? And you know, sitting in front of you as an employer myself, why should I be concerned about this issue? So, chronic pain.
0: Uh, you know, I think the the awareness around chronic pain, it, we're starting to see that just like we did with mental illness okay. uh, 10, 15 years ago where the awareness and education is coming out, where we just saw that people weren't getting better and pharmacologically they were you know, receiving antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, but maybe weren't returning to function, weren't being able to go back to work. Right now with the opioid crisis, I mean, I think what's brought light to it is certainly a lot of the overdose issues around addiction that has come For sure, with yes. those that are being treated through narcotics and opioid management. But we also at RBC Insurance see that chronic pain represents about 20% of our uh, claims and certainly most of our longer duration. So clients that I you know after two years we consider um, to be totally and permanently disabled subject to some other Change in their condition that we can't see now. So, a medical advancement perhaps. Right. Or some change in motivation that is successful enough in, in driving them past the pain that they're experiencing and moving past that management of pain just through medication only and not really a treatment, effective treatment plan to help them with recovery. So, types of conditions that would get in here musculoskeletal would be probably the most common where you would see joint pain, a lot of back pain, lower I upper back that. pain, yeah, chest that. pain. Um, we also see neurological conditions, those so sinusitis, TMJ, as well as um, migraines, chronic headaches, severe headaches are
1: another example
0: of where we see that clients are struggling to sort of recover from those conditions.
1: Yeah so what is what is RBC Because I just, I just have a feeling that RBC's got something to address this and, and I already I already know you do, but I'd, I'd love my listeners to hear about it as well.
0: So there's two things. So as I said, you know we've for 2018 it's really we're trying to tackle uh, start to tackle chronic pain because you know this is a big this is a big challenge for the healthcare system. Chronic pain by diagnosis, sometimes is a diagnosis of last resort. So for a client, they've gone through a series of assessments and diagnosis around what is this pain that you're suffering with. And initially, it's just, it may be the back pain and how do we treat that tissue damage, right? um, To get you better. The definition of chronic pain, really, um, there's a lot of them, but it, you know I think probably the simplest one is it's persistent pain that lasts longer than the typical recovery right. time for that particular tissue or greater than six months when it persists greater than six months. So what we found is how can we help clients? So one, one interesting way that we're going to start, very simple, is... What if we provided access to a digital healthcare application that's called Manage My Pain, where on a daily basis we we allow the client to sort of change the cycle of interaction with the healthcare system and their symptoms today. So today, if I'm suffering uh, from chronic pain, I may be seeing my specialist or my doctor every 30 days. And so what happens is when I go and see my doctor, so Ken, tell me, what have the last 30 days been like? How is the pain? You can imagine, very subjective, and the recency effect is gonna dominate that, right? I'm probably gonna talk about the last week. Exactly. um, With some degree of accuracy, perhaps. So how can we allow our clients, in 60 seconds a day, to take a recording about what's your pain out of one to 10 today, and where is that pain? Was there anything that aggravated the pain throughout the day? Was there anything that alleviated the pain throughout the day? Was there any new pain that you experienced today? As well as um, a daily reflection opportunity. Was there? Is there anything that you did today that is important to you? So there's two hypotheses we're testing here. First is if we have a client and a doctor has a patient that is engaged and aware of what their pain is on a daily basis. Perhaps they're self-aware to figure out. So what is what caused the pain? Maybe I'm not going to do that tomorrow. Or what alleviated the pain? How do I incorporate more of that into my routine? Interesting. And also, how do we provide them with an opportunity to think about something other than their pain? So that daily reflection, if going for a bike ride is important, well, maybe if they actually identify that at 9 a.m. in the morning, it's not too late. And maybe the course of that day is a little bit different for them. And then the second piece that this does is aggregating data. And it provides a one-page summary for them to take in to their doctor and say, here's exactly what's happened in the last 30 days. And it provides a chart and graphs just around what my pain readings were, all of the data that was is there. And then all of a sudden, if you only have a 10- or 15-minute consult for that doctor, they've already got the information. Let's dig into the data now. Yeah. So this was tested in hospitals, University Health Network here, for example, and a few in Europe. And what we found is that absolutely, in the hospital setting, in the healthcare setting, doctors love it. It's giving them access to more data. I the hypothesis yeah, we want I to test it. is if a, you have a more engaged patient and we have a more engaged client, does that engagement translate into better recovery of function and return to work? We don't know the answer. Uh, The one thing we do know is the client will be more engaged in their uh, recovery than they have been in the past and they're gonna be able to provide their treating physician with more data. We really hope, will this very low cost solution in 60 seconds a day for our uh, clients, help them hopefully um, have a stronger recovery period. So that's one thing that we're doing. The other piece is is leveraging from our onward experience. We wanna put a customized treatment program into the market. So we're piloting in Ontario only at this time with best doctors. Uh, We had a great experience through the onward program. And what we wanna do is to create, again, something unique that doesn't exist in the market today because what we find is that a lot of our clients, they are absolutely seeing chronic pain specialists or programs, but everybody has a program and you kind of fit into that program. What we wanna do is we've had the customized program developed by the medical director um, at Best Doctors, so very specific to your condition and we partnered with CBI Health Group here uh, in Canada to actually execute on that treatment plan. But instead of the treatment facility saying, this is our chronic pain treatment program, Best Doctors is gonna say, for this client, here is the customized treatment plan that this specific client needs, and please execute on this. So uh, we're really excited. We're gonna um, put some of the same programs and processes in place, making sure that we have that occupational health nurse. There's a navigator, so again, we're keeping the primary care practitioner, their family doctor, whoever it may be, as well as the client involved, but we're trying to make sure that you don't have to worry. The coordination of healthcare doesn't have to come through you. We'll make sure that we coordinate with all the different specialists. So it's very early days, but we're really excited about what we might be able to do to change the outcomes for some of our clients with chronic pain.
1: Yeah, and that's that's really interesting that you, that you say that because, you know, navigating that system can can add probably a lot of stress to someone's life. So I think even taking that part away from someone who's worried about chronic pain or worried about, you know, a disability or, or a, or, a mental health issue. So I think that's really important. You know, we started this podcast talking about the drive for innovation and, you know, we're, we're several minutes into this podcast now. And I think, wow, RBC is doing a lot around that innovation. And I think everything is really so important in it. And I'm also sitting here as a business owner as well as an advisor, but as a business owner, I love what you're talking about because you know, our staff are are really the lifeblood of our company. And if anything were to happen to them, I would want to do everything in my power to help them, one, get healthy, and two, get back to work. So I love love what you've been talking about here. So we'll jump out of the insurance world just for a second because I always like to have a fun question at the end of the podcast. So last one for you, Ken. What's the most valuable investment you've made in the last three to five years, and why? So um,
0: when you think about investments, you think about the value of money over time. Of course, yeah. So when I think of investment related to whether it's personal or business, I focus on the time. And so for me, the most important investment is whether it's uh, at home or at work is time. And you know, there's a guiding principle that I have that a, a mentor once shared with me. Uh, time is an expression of your priority. There are a lot of things that you and I can do at any given day. Of course, yeah. What we end up doing shows that that's what's most important because we probably could have done two or three different things. And so for me, I look at over the last three to five years, the time in investing in relationships. So strategic relationships with innovative healthcare companies to change the model of how we help clients at work The investment of time internally at RBC Insurance to get support from colleagues to help drive and fund some of these programs. And then certainly at home, there's no greater reward than the investment of time with your uh, significant other and your kids. And for me, my wife and my kids, uh, I look to see how can I give them the gift of time.
1: Yeah, I love that answer. And thank you for investing some time spending it with me today. I really appreciate it. So, Ken, we're going to wrap it up here. How do people get in touch with you if they want to find out more?
0: Perfect. You can simply
1: email me at ken.bowman at rbc.com. That's awesome. Well, that does it for today, friends. Thanks, as always, for showing the love and tuning into our podcast. Be sure to check out our website, www.ariabenefits.ca, as we post all of our podcasts on there. Of course, you can reach it through any podcatcher, iTunes or Google Play. You can reach me, as always, at ariabenefits.ca or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Benefits Corner.